Hey Judy, this is Judy. Hey Judy, this is also Judy. And this is The Judy Show. What's your question? Um, ask me what the fuck you got to ask. Me. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, well, I just want to know, and I think I feel like the people want to know, what's a Judy? A Judy, J U D Y, J U D E, all of the above, all above the below. A Judy is your person. Your person. It's someone that when you look at them, mm-hmm. and when they look at you, what do they do? See each J- other. Period. Okay. Okay. It's somebody that's gonna call you on your stuff. Mm-hmm. On the good and on the bad right. On the highs, mm-hmm. on the lows mm-hmm. On the highways mm-hmm. and byways It is somebody who is there for you When you need them to be there Period. for you You hear me? Period. That's what your Judy is Your Judy is your bitch Okay mm-hmm. Okay. But Judy, I feel like Because it's been so long That we gotta get into the things of the things of the things tonight We gotta give a good one tonight We gotta give a good one because we gotta talk about renaissance that just came out by Beyonce. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Yes. Speaking of legends, we have a guest here with us today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce one of your good, good Judy's? Okay. Well, this is, excuse me, not just my Judy. This is our Judy. Thank you. Our good, 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 good sis Marcus is in the building today. Give it up for Marcus. Hi. <laughs> oh, you know what, Marcus? We got to teach you how to say "good Judy" because it's a you can't. It's just it's the way you say it when it's your good Judy. So, right. so when you're saying it, you have to like, like elongate your neck, mm-hmm. drop your Adam Daffel. Yeah, drop it. You hear? You got to mm-hmm. fill it in there. Yep. And then you got to like cup yep. your like your jaw, <laughs> and, and you have to put your tongue like this. Yeah. So, and it's like when you're like trying to scoop like some soup, and it's a little hot. You're like, oh, oh and it's like what. What? Yeah. What? 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 Judy. What? Judy? Yes. Yeah, like your good Judy. Your good, good girlfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's up, Marcus? How are you? Hi, I'm great. You know, happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for letting me make a guest appearance. He's That's very cool. impressed. Uh, he's very impressed. He's people. Very you can't see him right now. He's very impressed. Very, very impressed. Very. But Marcus, can you tell the people a little bit more about you? I mean, we know you. We have um, known you for years now. Well, in the words of Erica Jane, I am an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. Not not really the cash, but my name is Marcus. <laughs> um, I used to reside in the Mahoning Valley and mm. now live in an area of California. Okay. Um, I've known you for a long time. You I've who? known you, James, for a lesser amount of time. Yes. The shame. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know... I vibe a lot. I know a lot of the drama that goes with you all. I, I the know, drama. I love taking a back seat to all of it because you all. So are, you're a friend of the show. Yes, <laughs> I'm a friend of the show. I'm a recurring character. <laughs> okay. All right. But listen, 
don't don't get it twisted because there is always hope mm-hmm. for friends of the show to as become Miss Marlo Hampton has stated. Listen, she's Eva Pickford, always had the well, juice, me. but now she got the peach. And we're gonna get into the things of the thing. Listen, oh, I'm fine with just being a friend of the show because they still get paid. They and still don't get have the check. Right? Any of their business. You know who what you're giving right now, Marcus? You're giving what's her name? Um. Portia and Candy's friend. Shamia. I yes. was just thinking. Oh, it's giving yes. Shamia. Yeah. I, I do like Shamia. And no She's shade. Beautiful. I'm sorry, but she African too. So boom. Relation. I, I accept that. I, yeah. Yeah. I love Shamia. So how has the transition been from like Ohio to California? Have you lived anywhere else besides Ohio and California? Um, Outside of like for school and like a summer, not really. It's just been those two very mm-hmm. opposite states. But go ahead and tell the people, because you was born in California, right? Yep, originally from L.A., Inglewood, to be specific. Hey. Inglewood, up to no good. What I was y'all area code? Show. Or did y'all have those? What, area code? Yeah, because remember, there was a period of time where we didn't use okay. area three, codes. It's 310. Oh, it was just 77. Oh, we are dating ourselves. My bad. I'm sorry. It's cool. We can tell the people what it is. <laughs> That's probably who listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So what was your area code rep that? Definitely 310. Yeah. Period. Um, if you go around the corner, it was 323, but it's still 310. Okay. Um, but yeah, moving from California to Ohio was trash because you go from going to mm. from like a place where you can meet anyone from anywhere to yeah. like two types of people. Okay. I learned that Puerto Rican people existed because I thought that all people that spoke Spanish were Mexican. Being I don't that think I you want to say that publicly. We don't edit these. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you said what you said. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in like Los Angeles, there's like pretty much only Mexican people. That there you are. You've never people. been to the east side of Youngstown? No, yes, because that's where Campbell is. But I didn't know that like until I moved to California yeah. or moved to Ohio, and like the Spanish is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a fun adjustment, but. Ohio has never really been home for me. Like yeah. anyone who's known me when I was little, I would say I live in Ohio, but I am from California. Like I maintained he definitely my Californian that. essence. Mm. And, you know, some people made it seem like, you know, I thought I was better than some people, but, you know, mm. some people I am just better than. And that's true. Tell me so you're when a Leo you, without telling me you're a Leo. Did you, when did you move here? Like how old were you? I moved here when I was 10. Oh, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you're. Mm-hmm. So I. Now that I've moved back to California, like I tell people that I work with that I'm a Midwestern hybrid because mm. I have the bitchiness of a Californian, but I'm very kind. Like Midwestern people are genuinely kind. Yeah. Well, for instance, I'm about to be moving to California soon myself. Like, can you just tell us, like, what is the California vibe right now? Like, how is the area that you're living in? Um, I won't disclose, but like, how would you describe it? It is noisier from the area that I first lived in when i moved to california oh tell us about when you first moved to california because that was tea Ooh. i wasn't gonna sorry for but, <laughs> oh. but, but your messy ass friend want to bring it up so <laughs> we judy's this is the judy show girl yes when i was a victim of crime yes he was a victim bringing, of crime how was that thomas it was terrible that was definitely my welcome to california you are no longer in the midwest <laughs> Like in two and a half weeks after I moved there, I came outside to see my car that was sitting in Oakland for an entire summer, dusty and unbothered. But as soon as I drive it, like I go out and this is like my second day of work and I have 
no tires on my car <laughs> and it's sitting on patio blocks and I just froze. It's like, um, and all I could say was like, um, and I have to call my boss and it's like, um, I don't have any wheels. I don't think I'll be able to come into work today. And then I sent her a picture and then she was also like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I thought this only happened in like the movies. But this is real. And then everyone that I told, told about it who live in the, like the east bay like oakland and that area were like oh yeah that happens all the time and it's like fuck you mean that happens all the time, <laughs> all the time. and I'm in so that sorry. very moment Ooh. it was definitely giving all lives matter to me it was definitely giving send these niggas to jail it's like <laughs> that man looks suspicious <laughs> like he was calling the cops on the people so you you are caring Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it was like $1,300 out of pocket to replace all four of those tires. And then, friend, tell us what happened after that, like after you made the police report and everything. Oh, they just said, oh, we'll, we'll add it to our records. There was no police report filed. They just <laughs> said, we'll add it to our records. Thank you. Wow. Um, so it was like, this happens. This is what you moved. Oh, yeah. Like, so many people get their windows smashed. Like, you mm-hmm. cannot leave anything visible in your car. And mm-hmm. now you can't even leave anything in your trunk because they have, like, scanners. The and they'll scan, scan your, trunk? your trunk and see if you have electronics in there. I don't know how it works, but that's what they do. And if you have electronics in your trunk, they're smashing your window, popping the trunk, and still stealing your shit. I can't do this because it's already this thing happening right now with it's a group of guys and they call themselves the Kia boys because there's a way to steal Kias. If you have one, I'm not going to disclose that because one, I don't need to know. That's why it's Toyota gang over here. But like somehow they like end up, they can do it with, I think an iPhone charger or something like that. Like it's crazy. People are stealing cars. You know, I was also a victim of crime earlier this year. So ooh, child, did they try to offer any assistance? Well, thankfully there is the California crime victims compensation fund that I did not qualify for because they said, why didn't you just go through insurance? And it's like, I can't go through insurance because it's not technically my car yet. Damn. And they were just like, hmm. Mm. And then left me on red. I'm so sorry for it. Damn. But it's not all bad. You know, yeah. there are fruit trees everywhere. Come I have since trees. moved to the suburbs. Can you just walk down the street and grab a pear out the tree? Oh, yeah. Every morning, like, when I lived in my house, I had a loquat tree in my mm. backyard that I would get for breakfast every morning. I think they were still there when you came. Yeah. Wait, what were they? They were, like, loquats. Um, what would you equate them to? It's The name of them is, like, Japanese apricot. So it's, like, a juicy apricot, but it kind of tastes like a pink sweet tart. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's real good. We, like, grabbed a couple every morning. I had like, an apple tree in my backyard growing up, and yeah. sometimes we ate them. Mm. He also like got like lemon trees in his area as well as like uh, orange trees, all kinds of stuff. Like we was going around stealing all kinds of stuff. He picked well, I shouldn't say steal. This is but, um, God gave us it. I mean, it's a tree. I mean, so like how it works, like people have fruit trees in their yard, and if it hangs over the street, you're welcome to pick it, but don't step into people's yards mm-hmm. unless you're invited. Like one of my old neighbors has like a giant orchard in her backyard. Mm. Um, like the last thing I got from her were like a bunch of really good plums and mm. apricots. Um, in the fall, her pomegranates will be in full bloom, so I'm very excited for those. And fig trees are also bountiful where I live. And I don't know if you've ever like seen a fig, but it mm. kind of looks like an alien fruit, yeah. and it tastes like a fig Newton, but like real. Mm. I like fig Newtons. I do too. 
But, Fran, you said a word in there that I want to kind of transition into the next phase of this conversation. Okay. You said alien, as an alien superstar. Unique. Uh, uh, unique. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I want to ask y'all, what y'all think of Renaissance? Have y'all been playing it out since July 29th where our lives were changed? Yes, I have been listening <laughs> to it from July 29th at midnight. Are you sure? Um, I, I am sure. I did not know. There was no. There were only four to... songs downloaded on mine. So I was so bad. <laughs> I kept. I was like, "Why does this song come back on?" Let me go. Wait, why did this song keep coming back on? And it was delayed. I I had to get on my computer to listen to it, but it yeah. wouldn't download to my phone completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, I wonder where did you get the download from, James? iTunes. Oh. Are you trying to accuse us of being of pirating Beyonce? <laughs> No, I was just asking. I would never. <laughs> Listen, I, I, was I so purchased happy it that from I was... iTunes. I didn't just stream it. Okay, I only <laughs> I just I bought it. a box. I did buy a box. I did not buy a box. You didn't miss out on much. I, you definitely didn't. Like, stuff like that. That was the only part of Renaissance that I cannot get jiggy with because I was expecting so much more out of this box. What would y'all? What were y'all actually expecting? I thought it was going to be like just like more decked out. I thought with, it was going to be like personalized somehow. I was like, with expecting what? Like, like Hanes Comfort Soft of a t-shirt, t-shirt not yeah. Gildan. And I didn't realize she was giving us just her album. So we just pretty much just paid for the CD and a t-shirt. The inside of the box was cute. It's like made like a Renaissance painting. Yeah. So you the only quality. got two things? Yeah. That's like, well, if you count the picture book that was in there, it was like a photo out picture book. So all the pictures that she released on Instagram before we got them. But hey. I would have appreciated if it came like when they t- she did the on the t- uh, on the run tour mm-hmm. the second one they had like a beautiful photo book yeah um, with like very high quality pictures I would have appreciated that especially for like fifty five dollars I spent on that box um, <laughs> do I regret that purchase I absolutely do because the t shirt quality is it's not worth me in wearing it especially for that price point and so you won't be and after wash after one wash it's gonna be done. Yeah, it's literally like a gilded T-shirt. It's gonna be done. It's gonna be like it's gonna shrink. Also, who and has a CD player? I do on my car. I, I have mean, a six. I don't in mine. And I hope my next car has a CD player because I don't think they make them. I don't think they make them with CD players. Oh. it's all like Android mm. Auto and Apple. Because car. when I'm on the phone, I mm. still like to listen to music, and I usually listen. Yeah. You know, I usually have my AirPod on. Mm-hmm. I guess people have Sirius and whatever, but I don't like those stations. Yeah. That's why I didn't get it. I definitely did mince mine after my free <laughs> subscription ended. It has some really good, like, no, you got to find like a really good station, like a really good R&B one. They and have like great jazz stations. Yeah. Jazz stations are really good. Yeah, they have some mm-hmm. good stations, but I'm just like, no, I'm going to go ahead and listen to my music and my playlist. But anyway, Renaissance, Um, my first spin of it, I was like, okay, yeah, I like this. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I know I have to listen to it again. Because there were some rhythms and melodies mm. and things that I'm like, uh, I, 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 like I couldn't like understand yet, and especially the first, um, I'm that girl. Oh my gosh! I, I, I was like, wait, where is this going? When the I'm beat? that girl came on at twelve o'clock midnight as I was working my night job, I'm like, okay, I just started feeling that shit in my body. I was like, what it's the fuck are we about to get? Vibey. Yes, it's she literally starts with these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. These these motherfuckers ain't stop. I'm like, what what is what is about to happen? And then the whole song just about her being that girl, just knowing her power, being confident. And then we gonna go to the next song, which is, which is my favorite on the album, Cozy. 
just being comfortable with who you are. That other cozy one, that one was funky skin. to me at first too. I was just like, oh. by the end end of it, I was like, okay, I like this. Alien yeah. Superstar, right off the bat, loved it, loved it. Uh, Alien Superstar is a moment, and that needs to be a single. Loved, um, cuff it, love it. Cuff it is my favorite. Cuff it is your favorite. You what else what? are you fucking with? I really like cuff it. I like um, plastic off the sofa just because Ooh. of how like it's just a very sweet song. And, it's like, so good. It's just the, so good. She's singing her ass off just and like so her riffs and that. It's song. just her coming in so softly on it. You know what it reminds me of? Of like Naughty Girl. You know, just like the real breathy like disco vibe. Mm. Like you know, oh, it's just she sounds so good doing that. She should. And uh, she just released a new song with well a cover with Ronald Isley, pretty much singing in that same sort of style. Yeah, oh, I listen to that. She sounds so good like that. Wait, she released something? Yeah. Yeah, Mama is eating. First of all, before we finish Renaissance, the Break My Soul Queen remix with I Madonna. Like I live. I am. I'm like live. I just am enthralled with Beyonce. Continuously. That one I don't skip because every time break mm-hmm. my soul comes on the actual album i do hit skip because my soul is broken because it has been on repeat <laughs> on every beyonce tiktok for, for weeks sure. and it's like i still listen to it it's my shit i do i do love it and i do love the remix with um madonna i love how she calls out all of the black queens names give them Aaliyah her flowers kelly chloe holly alicia keys Nicki Minaj, rihanna uh, with ballroom, and then to have a remix with Vogue, I'm mm-hmm. like, this is everything that I needed, and it makes so much sense from one queen of an era to, to another. another queen of a. And you know what, Madonna is like, not to transition into Madonna, but uh, since it's low and key, we won't, get, we're gonna come <laughs> back. We're gonna come back across the street. I promise. But Madonna is like low key getting her flowers because her and Sandy just, I'm Sandy, wow. Santana, um, Santana uh, just released like their actual version, like their remix of um, Material Girl. Yeah, I mean, I love Madonna. Dope. No, no hate to Madonna at all. So, Alien Superstar, I definitely love um, Cuff It. It's just such a fun song. Um, it's like a summer dance club yeah. song. I'm in the mood to sum it up. For some reason, it feels like classic, like R&B. It sounds like her. And I will say that she sounds a lot like herself, like on her first two albums to me in this one. Yes. Mm. I think Cuff It through Break My Soul the transitions of those songs. Yeah. Energy. Oh. I energy. love oh. energy. energy. I love Which version. Um, the one with the live. <laughs> la, la. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear them at first until they, until pointed they them pointed them out. I was like, Oh yeah. No. Okay. Now what do y'all think about that Khalees situation? Now? I don't think of it moving on church girl. Um, <laughs> church girl. First of all, when I, church girl was one of those ones also mm. that I was like, when I first started, I was like, listen, when I saw the songs like being listed when she released those, I just knew Church Song was a song that I was going to resonate the most with on the album. Just Absolutely. because I really were, thought it was going to be like a gospel song. Like she was mm, about to have. Like, I knew know, it was going to be some ratchet Adams. shit. Something told me it was going to be ratchet. Today I was thinking about the three parts of Beyonce, like what mm. they are going to consist of, because they may not necessarily be albums. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next one is a documentary. But I'm like, if it is albums, I'm like, I just feel like I was like, you know what? Based on her like track record i'm like what if she's gonna give some gospel because mm. she just did this dance album and you know lemonade then beyonce the styles of them mm. i'm like what cool. else is she going to well, conquer she gave us that when she was going through her jim crow era 
I'm sorry. I said what she was going through. That's what we're she not gonna a... do. The <laughs> precious Lord take my hand. She sang. Mm-hmm. She sang that for one of those Jim Crow era movies. <laughs> Which what was it? Moving on. Uh, yeah, because which I'm not gonna do. Yeah, which I'm not gonna do. Moving on. We all know. We love anyway. Beyonce. Listen, we are Beyonce stands at this table. I would uh, you agree? You know, my black is beautiful. Yes. Black is king. Come on, here yeah. for it. The gift, you know. Black parade. Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. We are nice people now. Plastic yeah. off the couch is definitely a vocal off genius. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Plastic off the couch. Yes. <laughs> off the sofa, vocal genius. Virgo's groove. My. That one is a very fun song, almost like Cuffit. Mm. Yes, to me, this very similar. Yes. Um, move. Move. Move out the way again. It's like energy to me. Yeah. Um, heated, thick. Ooh, you know, I have a songs. newfound appreciation for heated. Me too. At first, I kept saying fiending. <laughs> I was like, it's not fiending. That heated. one you have to like listen to. I think like twice or three mm-hmm. times, and then you like really get into it. Yeah. Know? The the latter half of the album for me, I was like, mm. but I, I really love. Um, I I love move. I love heated. I love thick. All up in your mind. Oh, all up in your mind grew me too because I feel like Chloe Chloe Bailey should have been on that. America has a problem is is everything and pure honey. Prince. That's all I thought about. Miss Honey. And summer renaissance is everything. It's It's a a great close. It's a great close. It feels like a festival to me. This album makes me like really excited for the tour because I know mm-hmm. it's just going to be just like a giant dance party. Yes, in yeah. the grass. Uh, so I hope she has stands because I won't be standing in the grass. Well, for a grass scene, it'll probably be like six hundred dollars. That's the part know. I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, about but this I did tour go see her. inflation got, prices. True, I got to see her one time live. It was Beyonce broke my concert virginity. What which tour? Um, the Formation tour. Were we at that same concert? I think we were at the same concert. You know who else was there? Who? A friend of ours who might be your son-in-law. No shade. Never heard of him. <laughs> um, I saw the Mrs. Carter World tour, and then she got off of it and released four, and I was so pissed. I'm like, how are you gonna drop an album after? Right after I see you, yeah, and then um, I don't know if she dropped four or dropped some new songs, th- or whatever. I can't remember, but I think she dropped four and then she just added it to the tour. And I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's how you feel. <sighs> but it was everything. I got drunk before we went. I missed Luke James. You know, I'm good for missing an opener at all. Um, miss Luke James, mm-hmm. and I was a little salty. Luke James, are you serious? Did you watch The Shy? Did you watch Star? Hello. No, Mr. Wolf James. Like, uh, wasn't he in the um, yeah. the uh, new edition movie? Yeah, he no, was or in... did he play? Yeah, he played. Bobby yeah, he Brown, played Johnny. Oh no, Johnny Gill. Gale. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I feel like he was in something else on BT, but I can't think. Oh, I don't but... know. Oh, when he did the Tony. Tr- oh, the Tony Braxton tribute. Oh, everything. Lord, oh. have mercy. Speaking of celebrity crushes, Marcus, do you have any? Like, who uh, is your perfect? Like, who is your celebrity crush? I don't want this to sound pretentious, but <laughs> but since moving to California, like going down to LA all the time and like being in a vicinity of celebrities, I really just see them as regular people and none of them are really <laughs> attracted to me. So except said, for Drake. He Drake said, I don't think it. of her. I mean, they are all, I mean, I th- for me, I feel that way because I do mm. theater. Yeah. And like when I've seen the, when I've seen a celebrity, I'm like, 
I mean, they're just a regular mm-hmm. person. And I've been, like, close enough to, like, certain people that I'm like, they are just people. Yeah, like, you see behind, like, the yeah. filters and, still like, would be the excited, TV but image. Like, like, some of them are very nice people in, in person, and some of them would be like, mm, that tracks. Yeah. But to me, they're just, like, regular people except Drake. Uh-huh. He is a light-skinned man that can get it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush? Well, I have several. Of course. <laughs> Duh. Duh, I'm the boy crazy one. But um Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's <laughs> I was about to say Nelly. He's that men. Uh, men in general. Um ooh, my first one, like this like is real, real, real. Um, this goes back. But you remember tweet from the group next? Like the light skinned one who really didn't do anything but just dance with no shirt on in a video. I think so. That was my first celebrity crush. Okay. So that's when you knew. That's, that's when, when I knew what I know now, if you know it what I mean. It was Derek Luke for me uh, for a while. I can't remember. Who's if it Derek was from, Luke? He was in um, Antoine. He was Antoine Fisher. He played oh, Diddy in the Biggie yeah. movie. Mm. Um, but he had a nice little yes. string. But oh, And then he was in the Teenage Love Affair video mm. with Alicia Keys. Yeah. Oh, that was my dude for a while. And you know who else? I had the biggest crush on Alan Payne. So did I. <laughs> it's Jason's lyric, baby. <laughs> That's it. You know who um, Alan Payne is? And Blue Hill Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't really in the vicinity of these movies growing up as a child, so I don't know who most of these people are. Yeah. However, if we're, like, talking about, like, retro celebrity crushes, you know, give me, like, a good Morris Chestnut. Ooh. Like, that late 90s. I love how you said man. that was retro. You ever seen House of Pain? I've heard of it. Okay, no. Mm. It's a, like, it's a... You've never seen Jason's Lyric? No. Friend, when I, when I moved out to Cali, we were watching Jason's Lyric. I'm going to show you, so that way you know, too. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. But that's where I fell in love with Jada Pinkett, too. Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith. Ooh, like, oh. Jesus. She was she so beautiful. She oh, is. she was so beautiful. Definitely. I mean, she is so beautiful, but I just wasn't... She was... I saw set it off. I did see that. No, I'm you better screaming. have seen set it off. <laughs> I I know it's it's the smallest things in set it off that I just know because I love that movie. But I always <laughs> randomly when people mm. close the door, I'm like, "Did you lock that door?" <laughs> From when TT walked in, <laughs> and they'd be like, "What?" I'm like, "Did you lock that door?" I'm like, I want somebody to know the tone of where I said mm-hmm. that. Nobody, and sometimes people do, but Frankie, I need this money. Does it have to be downtown? <laughs> What's the motherfucking procedure when there's a gun here? Man. It was from um, Stoney's oh. face when she was looking out the bus <laughs> window like, no, girl. Go by. I was glad he let her go. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Frankie had just had it. Frankie snapped. Yeah. Frankie want to blow up. I feel like Frankie should have just went to jail and she would not have died. Yeah, like she would have got out of She was getting 10 years, maybe. Yeah. So she wasn't about to get 20 years. Cleo definitely could have just a black woman in the 90s. Hmm. They would have given her 20 to 25. Yeah, and where were they? In she would have got out of the like South, yeah. Not South Central LA, but somewhere in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, she used to work at a bank. Maybe they would have like, you know what? We're going we to give you 10. You know, yeah. you've been through some stuff. You got robbed and you got screwed over. She would have had sure. a, a decent lawyer maybe, but maybe Stoney would have sponsored her anonymously. Hey, maybe. But oof. What did Stoney do with the money? Lived her best Mexican life. She did. She got on that bus and cut them 
cut, cut the, the, <laughs> the braids off. <laughs> the braids and out. I feel like, did she go right to work to a low down dirty Shane? Because didn't she have short hair in that movie? That's one of her coldest, like, roles, too. Oh, like, yeah. Peach is fine. Have Peach you seen low down fine. dirty Shane? Okay, Friend, so we're gonna move on. Okay. So we're gonna, you know. So all right, but like, let's get on to a thing that we can talk about. Well, why are we here? <sighs> because I invited myself. Well, one because Marcus invited himself, but also because <laughs> Marcus wanted to start some. So he but, wanted to have some discussions about the. You know, there's a part of our community, a segment of our community known as the DLs who, or the, down low. Who re, who um. Would like to remain anonymous, <laughs> discreet, <laughs> Mister Blank Profiles. Yes, no yeah. face, no case. Mm-mm. Hello. Um. So some of y'all may be full of this, but oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do D. Uh, my bad. The facts. I mean, <laughs> if it hurts, it's accurate. Right, because it applies. Okay, because it applies. <laughs> but no, Marcus, what did you want to say about the DL community? I feel so on the spot now. I feel like he's just, Tom always does that. Tom always just like, go. so what do you think about all of this? Like, no, 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 we got we to gotta, yeah, no. get into this. No, like, because like. Cause lead him. Well, then let's be real. You like, know. Well, we lead gotta, him. Okay. I personally feel, you know, like I get it because like not everyone is there yet. Yeah. And like the area that we're currently in, you know, it's not there. It's not in New York or Miami mm. or California. True too. Um, but my personal opinion is like, I don't really, and it may just be like I'm seeing it through my own lens, but I don't really think anyone cares. Yeah. Like in my own experience, like my coming out story in 10th grade was like, like the lamest coming out. Like someone just asked I mean, me, but Are first you of gay? all, can we congratulate you for having the courage to come out? Man, I'm 10th like 10th grade of high school. Yes. Because <laughs> I definitely knew I was gay then, but I was not coming out. So right. that is. Oh. Well, thanks. Yes, girl. Um, but literally, like it was like just so boring. Like they asked me, Are you gay? And I just said, Yep. And then. I continue eating my breakfast. Mm-hmm. The walls didn't fall down. Like yeah. it wasn't the end of the world. And then from that moment, it's like people don't actually care. They just care like mm-hmm. who you are as a person. And that's my own personal view. And I have been fortunate enough to grow up in environments that were accepting of that and learn how to like navigate. And I can only be mm-hmm. myself. And if someone mm-hmm. has an issue with it, okay, like you're Period. not like it doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the same for everyone, but it is my hope for everyone to like unlearn, like to learn that they're standing in their own way. Mm-hmm. Like they think that, oh, everyone's going to hate me. Like something bad is going to happen. But like it's really them being in their own way. I promise no one will care. You know, some people may, you know, feel some type of way, want to throw you in church or some mm. shit like that. Wait, can I cuss on this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, but I don't really feel it's that deep. And again, I don't want to take away from anyone else's experiences Mm because I've had like a very different one. Um, but I, I don't know. Do people actually care if people are gay anymore? No. Um, I mean, no, people care. People's parents care. And I think that's a, um, I think for some people that, Mm -hmm. uh, we know or have experience or sometimes wonder about, I always like break it down i'm like well it got to be a list of reasons Mm -hmm. i'm like i always think maybe the parents are one of the biggest reasons Mm -hmm. uh for them because i felt for me it was like that for me i'm like after my dad i was like okay well he knows so fuck everybody else but um i'm like it got to be a a number of reasons and um i guess like the way i feel about it right now is sometimes i'm like well you know we like 30 or you know we're getting to this point mm-hmm. i'm like i wonder if it's still pressure on them or how much stress it's causing it has them to be. um and i feel like 
for me, there's like a portrayal with some people that I'm like, ah, get this away from me. I ain't dealing with you. <laughs> You're not about to walk up to me and talk about you in love with some little girl, not no little girl, but no, some woman. So cut, 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 the, cut the shit. Cut the shit. I, I can't do it. I had a friend when we were younger who was battling with himself and he would yeah. always be like, I don't, I like girls. I would be like, look. Girl. Girl. I'm like, look. <laughs> what did that girl just say, to, girl? <laughs> you don't have to do that with us. Like, yeah. it is okay. I understand that when we get back home, you're not gay. We all know you are. But it's, I'm not about to tell people you're gay. I, mm. and, and it's okay for you to say that. No. I understand when we get back home. But while we're here at the gay club, <laughs> <laughs> while we're here, you can be gay. Yeah. Go on, be gay. Be gay as so hell. I know it's like a lot of confliction with people, but like I feel like I can't entertain it for me. And like, I guess it's like, because it's interesting to me for mm-hmm. a person to just, it's not like they're like lying to our faces, but they're just right. like hiding it. And it's like, sometimes it's obvious, but yeah. it just seems like an elephant in a room. And it's just like, <sighs> so the authenticity to me is just like, you know, I was there too before, but I definitely told some people. Like, mine's is kind of split 50-50. Like, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. But I think that is because, one, I was a person who came out later in life. I didn't come out until I was, like, 25. But also, I wasn't really... I was, like, 22. Yeah. That's why he, when he said 10th grade, I was like, Oof. Niggas <laughs> came out in the 10th grade? <laughs> that part. <laughs> I mean, because when I was closeted, like, I only acted on it once until, like, you know, and that was the only time I did. And then pretty much like when I was still much so closet, I was dating girls. I don't know how I was dating girls, but I was dating girls. But <laughs> Do you want to know that in all the years that we've been friends and associates, um, that I never I never suspected you. I just thought you were a straight boy that sung with a bunch of connection kids. You must mm-hmm. know a lot of nice tender guys. Listen. And then, like, all my friends were girls. All of my best friends were girls. The signs were there. The, the signs were there. <laughs> the signs I, remember I, I, I don't know what I said at the time, but I was saying something at the time when we were, like, we had a mutual friend at the time. And he was like, oh, no, I'm not gay. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh baby. <laughs> okay, baby. The signs may have been there, but I was very much no. DWers like, this sign doesn't mean anything to me because <laughs> I, I can't, can't read. read. No. Right. And so, like, you know, and, like, I still deal with DL men. So, like, if I were to say, like, oh, well, I, don't, I don't get it, I feel like I would be a hypocrite because I have to get it if I'm, like, having sexual relations with them. But um, it's what? just. Huh? How do you feel about that? Like, to me, it's more so their problem, but, like, I hate when it's, like, I don't know, it starts to inconvenience me, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, they ain't like, coming to the proper rate. No, and it's just, like, it's not, like, I want to be seen out with you or, like, we need to go here or there together or, like, we need to put a label or something on us. It's just a don't do weird stuff and this won't be weird. You know what I mean? For me, it's, like, being, because, like, during, you know, college, like, a majority of the people that I slept with were closeted, may or may not have girlfriends that I was friends with. Um, (laughs) But, like, all of them, like, it was, like, and I get it for some people when you're exploring their sexuality, mm-hmm. that is a way that you explore it. Like, you True. act on it. But, like, don't treat the person who is already out, who is already secure in themselves, treat them like a research project. That part. Like, only hit them up, be like, hey, you know, can we try this sometime? It's like, and it's really insensitive, mm-hmm. like, to say just download Grinder because, you know, that can be unsafe. 
Very much um, so. But it's like, I'm not here for you. Like, I'm not your research subject. I'm not here for you to, like, figure yourself out or figure your shit out, you know? Mm-hmm. I can send you a better help referral code for 10% off your first few sessions if you need to figure that shit out. Ooh. But, like, I'm not your therapist. I My body is not your safe space. Mm-hmm. And that's... I feel like DL men need to work that out because, again, like, I know that they're going through something. But well, they that, d- that doesn't they mean... Work it out. What mm-hmm. they have to work out will make them not DL anymore. <laughs> I just like how they want to be part of the activities, but not at the same time. And honestly, it might just be, like, they've been thinking about it and they need to act on it one time, and mm-hmm. then they very much realize, you know what, this isn't for me. Like, yeah. I've seen that happen before, mm-hmm. but it's the ones that, like, will come to you, like, repeatedly, but still be like, but, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not gay like that, though, yeah. and shit like that. But it's like, mm, uh, you know I'm definitely, like, digging deep in you right now. This seems pretty gay to me, sir. Yo, you know how many times I heard, oh, you, I never messed with a dude before, and I'm like, it was too easy for you to just, to just pull your thing out, though. Right. I'm or not like, the first. I'm like, you're responding to me, like, immediately, so Yo. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> And I'm like, why are you lying? You, I, I'm provoked. You know, I never messed with a dude before. I didn't ask. Definitely did not ask. Don't care. Oh my gosh, I dealt with this dude one time, like DLD, like like legit trade or whatever. And so, um, you know, when we like we, I won't say where we met. It was Christian Mingo, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, don't you we, use the Lord's <laughs> religion in vain. <laughs> As we were exchanging messages or whatever, you know, and making the plans to, to you know what, uh-uh. or whatever. And so um, I showed up or whatever, and he was just being, like, mad awkward and weird. And, like, just, it was, like, kind of, like, off-putting in a sense. Like, you know, it was just, like, it was just, like, real forced awkward conversation. And then, like, by the time everything, like, happened, like, before I left, like, you know, like, he was just being really, really weird. And then he told me to delete the messages off my phone in front of him. And did you? Well, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I said the niggas like he was kind of scary. I ain't gonna lie, but it's really like the niggas for me that be like, you know, I had one like come over to my apartment. Was like, there's no cameras in here, right? And I was like, cameras. Huh? And he was like, you're not gonna tell anybody, right? And it's like, sir. Porn when it says mm-hmm. stranger anonymous recorded yeah. picture, oh, like that's not true, bro. Definitely not at all. And it's like, sir, who mm-hmm. am I gonna tell? I don't know who you are. Like, I don't we want don't to be a porn star. That part right there. Yeah, it's like we're just here to do one thing, mm-hmm. and then you promptly leave. Right. It's the guys who. Now I think this about like. Uh, the type of man because the guys mm-hmm. who consider themselves like not gay or discreet or just straight no. they are like a masculine portraying man mm-hmm. and I think like sometimes men like that I'm, I'm losing my fucking thought what did you say um the ones who basically asking like are you recording oh, yeah. um that Fair like enough. the emotions like they're like don't like to be emotional, but mm-hmm. they are very emotional, like coming in there being so mm-hmm. anxious and nervous. And I feel mm-hmm. like that was trying to make it seem like it's the opposite way happening. Yeah, it's like they want you to be the nervous and the one who feels uncomfortable because that's how they feel inside. Some of my thing, like my thing with like Dio guys, and I guess it's just been, it's triggering for me, mm. especially when I don't want something to be what I think it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, please, 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 please. But as soon as I, it's like the blow of the wind and it's like, shh, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, mm-hmm. please don't let this, 
this dude be attracted to me. I hope this is not this. And it's always the one thing. And as mm. soon as it happens, like, oh, here we go again. Here and you go. just set yourself up and every answer is like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you already know where it's going. Exactly. I had a situation or whatever that was very cool, very convenient or whatever for the both of us. And it just worked. But where it started to go left is that, like, he would pretty much guilt trip me because, like, he felt bad about what we were doing or whatever. He's like, you know, he was one of those <laughs> deals like it was just like everything was just like oh my gosh like you know like nobody can know about this or whatever i still want to marry a woman one day like i always want you to be in my <laughs> life as this. i'm just like child what so this guy i feel like honestly i feel like he would listen to this because I, <laughs> I don't know i don't know maybe he would maybe he don't got that much time but he was like a thug Kind of, I guess. Come on, thug. And he got that thug <laughs> in love. One day, he just started like pouring out all of his feelings, not to me, but about somebody else, a mutual friend who I knew. And I'm like, mm. oh my goodness, this all makes sense now. Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes sense, but I'm not going to say nothing because if I do, he's going to stop talking. Yeah. And he was just like saying a bunch of stuff. So, like, when I like made a comment, oh, or I just realized that. Like, that day is so I'm like, mm. okay, so you lied about all this other shit because you said, oh, I'm the first guy you ever messed with, but now you're telling me that you basically like this dude. And I'm like, it's just so interesting that he's sitting here telling me and expressing to me that he likes this boy. Nobody y'all know. Um, and I'm like, but he would never admit to it and because he kept always telling me he was like, um, I'm like, because we have relations sometimes. Yeah. And he was just like, he would just say things that be like, you know, like, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I don't like you. Yeah. Like, I don't think because I want to talk while we smoke yeah, or I'm engaged in our conversation or I respect your opinion or mm-hmm. it seems like we cool yeah. that I'm into you. Right. No. Like, it's, but I, sometimes people I like just want to be affirma- friends. I feel like that's affirmation <laughs> that they're cool. into you. Yeah. have a good time. But that lets exactly. me know that they into you, though. And I hate when guys make it seem like, and I used to be so worried about this when mm-hmm. I was in the, the closet, like they were making it seem like I'm coming on to them. And I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers are like coming at me. That's the gaslighting for me. <sighs> and like, when you say that, it makes me think like, like how sad it must be for mm. them. Like how, and maybe like the toxic masculinity or like in the black community, how like mm. men are typically are always, a masculine man has to be hard, like can't show emotions mm-hmm. and like how sad it must be for them to like not be able to express themselves fully, to never be able to be free in life and always just have to bottle all this shit up. And then that's how you end up with like five kids. And then you have like a Janet Jackson conversation in your bedroom. Mm. Or never, you were saying something earlier. Um, um, I can't remember exactly, but I'm like, guys will never admit to, exploration because of the shame mm-hmm. there's so much shame in it and there's i'm like so there are so shame. many guys who are never gonna be like i was attracted to a guy like and, and black guys mm-hmm. i'm like they don't say that they're bi-curious or that they were ever going to try something women black women probably won't want to date a, them a and it's everybody's man. choice but i'm like there's so much mm-hmm. shame to it but it is happening mm-hmm. i would never sleep with a gay man knowingly knowingly probably and they mm. went, and they're not going to tell you mm-hmm. because of that. Mm. But, but where again, does that shame come from? Ooh, come on, psychologist. Um, it's a, I feel like one because of like how our culture treats gay we men and what people think gay men. I mean, being gay is like, um, 
Because I know, like, for instance, it's just the stereotypes. Like, when you think of a gay man, you think of that very super effeminate man. Miss Honey. Yeah. Like, you just think girl. of a girl. Like, just very kind, 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 giving you, you know, like, it's just giving you your life. Like, two snaps in a circle. Hello? And, like, whereas that's more acceptable now. But back then, I feel like we internalized that homophobia or that, that afraidness that, like, you know, that, like, there are some men who are more in touch with their feminine side. And that's okay, too. Um, and we're taught to hate it and reject it and like, you know, like, or you need to beat that out of a person. And there's mm-hmm. so much strength in mastering your, mm-hmm. like your vulnerability and, and emotions mm-hmm. to just ignore it that mm-hmm. I'm like, eventually it's going to just explode and, yeah. and bottle up or, you know, it then explode. Yeah. But to have control over your emotions, the thing, the very thing that they're trying not to have mm-hmm. to be able to ex- deal with yeah. your problems and right. come out. On the other side, that is strength. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like I, like, had to repress my femininity, too. Just because, like, any time that I was feminine or doing things that were, quote-unquote, for girls or whatever, like, I got caught out about it. And, like, like not necessarily, well, sometimes, well, made fun of sometimes, but other times it's just, like, why are you highlighting this? Like, so what? Like, you know, so I feel like it was drawing attention to it. And if people paid attention to it, then they would be on to me. Like, and, like. Kind of feel like that's oh damn you gonna earth in some childhood traumas but you should not have asked that question. Look, I, was, <laughs> I, I have these things that like like trigger me sometimes. Yeah. Like I saw these four guys walk in today when I was at work and they yelled something at the van. Yeah, and it just reminded me of like something that happened to me when I was uh, uh on campus one time. Mm-hmm. I'm like I started to think about it. I'm like why did that just make me think of this like yeah. mm-hmm. as a queer man that if I was walking down the street or if I'm going to deliver this package, why would yeah. I think they're going to do something to me? And I had to tell myself, cause I'm listening mm-hmm. to this book by um, judge mm-hmm. Lynn Toller. Yeah. And she was talking about things like that. And I'm like, I had to tell myself out loud that I'm like the, the odds are very slim that mm-hmm. anything is going to happen. But mm-hmm. why did it happen just now? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I started to think, I'm like, but you know, it was what I was, I saw on TV. So I was trained. So I have to train myself to think the opposite. Right. But I still like for a second, I was like, Oh shit. It's four of them. I can't take them all down at once. (laughs) And like you said, like something that you saw on TV, I feel like the media, like during when we were younger, it was always like if someone was gay, there was always a gay bashing episode. Mm -hmm. Like you always heard about it on the news. Whereas I think now with like Gen Z and the younger generation, like, like I was watching a show, um, Sandman on Netflix. Great Mm -hmm. show. Um, But there were queer characters in it. And, it wasn't a big deal. They just existed. They were mm-hmm. people first. They just so happened to be in queer gay relationships, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a big deal. Like when, like they were first starting to include more queer characters on TV, you knew they were gay. They were like very effeminate, like the mm-hmm. stereotypes of it. Mm-hmm. And I like that the narrative is kind of shifting where they're just people. They're just people now. And like, look at what's going on in P Valley. Let's like, let's talk about that. That would tell you why people feel like they need to be DL. It's, it's just such good writing and like content. And mm-hmm. I understand that people we're still in the process of like moving through it and growing. Mm-hmm. And some men who are not attracted don't want to see men doing things. I get it. Yeah. Um. I just don't like when it's an umbrella or you just kind of like glossed over with. There's just. They were like, I don't want to see all of this. It's too it's too much sex. I'm like, but you are not complaining and nor have you. And I'm just basing this off of what we see or what we hear. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a post about this particular thing after this particular episode mm-hmm. and you want to attach that, I'm just over so much sex on there, period. Where were the complaints when even Mercedes was having sex with a woman? Mm-hmm. Or when they were there were male and female mm-hmm. 
sex scene. So people keep trying to be like very supportive, but they're, I think these type of shows bring out their true um, mm-hmm. opinions and thoughts. And for me, as some of their friends, I'm like, so what? I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't help but think that you see me in the same light because if you tell me that you don't, I, I have a hard time believing that to be true. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the people who are complaining about that specific scene on that show is because they were forced to see themselves on screen and Ooh. didn't want to. I think Teak is the, I think Teak was like woke a lot of people up because they like, yeah, my nigga, I would have been down for my nigga too, I wish, because he was popping mm-hmm. off. And I think Teak and he was a real nigga. thing. And a lot of people, I just, it's just why I always say for me, man first, gay second, don't let the earrings fool you. Because they think certain things take away other attributes mm-hmm. from you. Because a person is a, a gay and a bottom does not take away his thugness. Mm-hmm. He will why, still fuck you up. Why do you think Ugh. that him liking men would take away his strength? Like, it's just not logical. But they react to the non-logic. Like, oh, I'm going to go, it's, it's a dude here. Um, we was growing up that was gay. I'm like, y'all can try him all y'all want. He will lay you out. And don't mm-hmm. nobody want to get beat up by the gay dude. But like, it's the logic behind it. And I try to have conversations to help people. I'm like, mm-hmm. to help them understand why they feel the way they do. Period. You don't need to understand me. Why do you have, you have such a strong opinion about mm-hmm. something you dislike so much, but you don't even understand it. At that point. And they don't even understand mm-hmm. what queerness is, whether it's being gay or bi, and that things are different because they just dismiss it. Mm-hmm. But you... Even when it comes to representation, and I was telling one of my friends, I'm like, I understand you feel like this is me impressed, but I'm like, we exist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just too much of it on TV. I exist. Do you not want us to see us on TV? Even though I feel like it's good for me and I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. But people exist. Your mm-hmm. kids are going to see, see it. it. They're seeing they're gonna, me. Right. <laughs> and you will have a relative. Eventually, they you're going to run into... phones You're going to interact with a person on yes. the first spectrum. Like, no matter who you are, where you are in life, like, you can be in the most secluded area in life, but I guarantee you somebody in that group would be queer. TV didn't make me gay. TV showed me other people that were gay. That part. I was like, oh, we're the same. Mm-hmm. Didn't make me gay. Fit that. And then, but if that was the case, I would be straight. Mm-hmm. Or I saw I, I, the way they try to use logic is not logic. I don't want to say they because that's broad, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's really giving that like you consume all of that growing up, okay? And then you're a person conflicted with your sexuality. You like this, you want to do this, but you know that like being that is quote unquote associated with bad connotations. So. I understand the logic is where like they suppress it or they be take on this toxic masculine figure or whatever they being do men, um, but like I just feel like it would just do them more justice to just see that there's hope on the other side. Like I didn't find a hope until I got on the other side. Like because while I was living um, closeted or trying to date girls, like I wasn't happy. I was depressed as hell. I was like so. I understand that, like, you know, like, some people, when they deal with those heavy feelings, they tend to get more aggressive. It's just, why is it that anything, I, I saw somebody post this, it was a woman who posted, she said, if a man has a, I can't date a man who's homophobic because he hates women. Mm-hmm. She said, I think if I think a man who's homophobic hates women because it's not. You hate homo- femininity. It's the femininity. And mm-hmm. for me, I keep discovering new things about, mm-hmm. like, myself or and then sexuality. And one day I was like, you know, media being gay was a problem. But I'm like, I think me being feminine was the bigger mm-hmm. problem. And even 
there are things that we get called that I I find degrading mm. to women. I'm like, I know you're talking about me, but soft, gentle, all mm. of these things. I'm like, they're female traits, and Sensitive. you hate that in me. But why is that such a bad a thing? A bad thing when it's men. When we possess mm. those traits, and I I don't think it's genuine or, or natural to fight mm-hmm. those things. And I'm not saying everyone is as feminine as I may be. Yeah, we we all possess the same traits. Yeah, so. Huh. And I think for those people, it's also like a lot of unlearning. Mm. Like if you grow up like constantly being told one thing, like it's a huge thing to then unlearn it. Um, like, for example, like I grew up in like a black Baptist church where it was mm. like very like anti-gay, like gay is the worst thing you can be. Mm. Meanwhile, the pastor has his mister sitting in the church. It's like, um, got are they bringing up gay no stuff shade. because they just wanted to talk about gay stuff? Or did they see me <laughs> and now they're talking about gay stuff? I think, well, the one sermon I remember, it was just brought up. And I think it had to do with something with a national conversation mm. going on. And then there was a time in vacation Bible school when there was this kid who was clearly bisexual. I think he's gay now, but was asking about it. And then the reverend was like, oh, God doesn't like that. You know, gay people do go to hell and they bring up Sodom and Gomorrah when actually Sodom and Gomorrah happened because I think then they like rape a child or rape an angel or something and greed. So they don't even read the full story, Mm -hmm. but that's just what they quote. And with people that grew up in that environment, um, it's like I said, it's a lot to unlearn. Like, for example, like I thought, from like from what I learned in church that gay men get AIDS because the sperm mutates in a man's body because it's not supposed to be there. And it, I did not unlearn this until 26 Mm. and I literally had to sit myself down and like have several conversations like, wait, I know it's not true. Mm. And like had to constantly unlearn that Mm. from what I was taught as a child. And I went through my entire adult sexual life you know, thinking of like a man came inside me, oh my gosh, I'm going to get AIDS because it's not supposed to be there. And it always kept coming back, even though the proof mm-hmm. is there, even though it's very clear that that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. It's still hard to believe it's true from what you've been told by such key figures in your mm-hmm. life. And that's why I'm trying to be patient with mm-hmm. um, the with people who don't agree with how I live or what mm. they had learned. And I, there's some line that yeah. is, you know, and there's a time limit. Like, I'm just not going to be like, I don't want to say thoughtful. I'm not going to cater to yeah. it, but I'm like, I, I try to understand, like I'm trying to be less bothered by it yeah. also. But I'm like, you know what? I get that. This is going to take time. And then I have seen a lot of people learn to understand mm-hmm. and whether they have a different feeling, like we can, you know, exist better mm-hmm. together. I don't know. I just think that's a lot of trauma that they should start unpacking because that's what, I, what it has to be at the end of the day or at therapy. least. And one, these dudes ain't going to therapy. I mean, because no. look how many quote unquote straight guys we know that are. In heterosexual relationships, but they are kids, the unhappy kids, Mary, like you know, like just the unhappiest that they has and like, be. and will be unhappy forever. Who would choose that? I don't know. I don't I, know. I was just like, because like when I was conflicted with my sexuality and my faith, or the man that I thought and who I wanted to be. Oh my gosh! Every day it was just like I don't know who I am, like in this. But I know that I this is this one unchangeable thing, and I'm being really challenged in this area if I'm gonna live a straight life or whatever. 
and just like it just wasn't possible or plausible for me and like that's why I think a lot of those dudes really just be off or like they are so addicted to living double lives or whatever it's or whatever you get from it I think it also comes down to the environment that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though, like, I came out in high school, you know, still very much yeah. in Youngstown, Ohio, you know, I wasn't, you know, twirling the rainbow flag, you know, down the streets. Like, I still knew where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I went to college that, you know, I felt that I could be a little mm-hmm. more free to express myself mm-hmm. and <clears throat> realize, again, that no one really cares. They just care about who you are as, as a, a person. person. And then since moving to California where it's like fully liberated and accepting, like no one really cares if I have dangly earrings or a very nice manicure. Mm -hmm. Like, in fact, people compliment it. Like people aren't like asking, like, why do you have your nails painted? That's for girls. They just say, oh, I love your manicure. Where'd you get them done? Mm -hmm. Like, so I think it also comes down to being like in the environment that they're in. Like if they lived in like a closed off area, they're forever going to be (laughs) the ghetto. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and they're forever going to be stuck in that mindset because there's um, there's no examples around them. Mm-hmm. And like James, they had like you here as an example, but you, it's not, it shouldn't be all on you. And I feel like mm-hmm. some recently people have said some things to me like, you just are who you are. And I feel like when I did come out, like I was unapologetic, but I was mm-hmm. very like aggressive and anybody can get slapped. <laughs> like, because I just felt like I people have been saying things and I never responded before, mm-hmm. but I was just like, I'm I'm not giving anybody any time to get comfortable with me. And I was just really like, yeah. whatever. But I also feel like just besides my queerness, who I am as a person, how I was raised, who my dad and my mm-hmm. mom and it are, like that's a part of my personality. Just, you know, mm-hmm. I was raised in a household with my dad and my brothers and we do have like a certain confidence mm-hmm. or a standard yeah. for ourselves. So that on top of, um, or somebody said to me, they're like, you just are um, confident. I'm like, well, I didn't have it. I feel like I don't have a choice but to mm-hmm. stand out because if I say it, yeah. it's against or not the same or the outside of how a majority feels. So it's like, oh, well, look at him speaking out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just speaking. And it became that. But along the way, you know, yeah. it became James Major Luther King Jr. That's <laughs> great. You know, but, you know, and, like, that's why I'm grateful for my coming out, um, like, because by then everybody knew already, so it was just, like... Except for me. Except for Marcus, apparently. It's, but like, it's funny it, when it's a person that does, like, completely, like, I was not expecting this. Like, bitch, really? Right. <laughs> Hello. Um, I, I remember being... I was reading this, and I was like, wait, what? There are people who literally told me they had to, like, argue people down that I was not gay. And I'm just like... Myself included. <laughs> And according to another friend of mine who I will not name because, you know, <laughs> this girl told me that her grandma told me told her that <laughs> she was like that boy gay. <laughs> she was like, grandma, no, he not. He's a little feminine. And she was like, nah, that boy gay. <laughs> and when I came out, she but, said she was devastated. She was like, oh shit, he really is. Right. And then meanwhile, my mom would be like, oh, you don't like your girlfriend, do you? Or you still like your girlfriend? You sure you like her? Or she would just blatantly tell people, Tommy don't like that girl. Oh, my dad used to be like, is you gay? <laughs> I would be like, no. But, you know, I was going to say, when I was 18 and I was, like, about to graduate, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm still gay. Yeah. Like, because I was attracted to women as well. And I was just like, I, I wanted to just get, grow up and marry a woman and have kids. I didn't think about being mm-hmm. gay. Yeah. Like, I just didn't. And so when it was getting time to graduate, I was like, 
what am I going to do? Like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to hide this, like, the rest of my life? And I just really was a little shocked. Yeah. And I don't know why I was surprised that I still like guys, but I just was like, whoa, like, I like, I still like dudes. Like, like it's still here. Still what do I do still, now? Still well, could it be since, like, it was around the time that you were graduating that you had to start living life for yourself as an adult? Whereas, like, as a child, like, you live your life according to your parents' expectations, your community's expectations, where when you graduate, you live your life for yourself. You have the chance to fully be who you are. I feel like I started thinking about it, like, extreme, Mm -hmm. in extreme ways. And I'm like, okay, because at one point, I'm like, well, girls don't like me at all. I'm, well, I don't like them either. So I'm just gay. <laughs> you got like, a backup plan. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm just gay. I don't like girls. And then I feel like when I did come out and I was just like, I'm gay, fuck it. And mm. then girls were attracted to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I, can, I, I am attracted to them too. So, And then like deciding if I was gay or bisexual was actually really hard. It and it, it, it like stressed me out. Yeah. I'm like, because like I was cons- like being bisexual had like a string of masculinity attached to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that means a lot. So... Mm-hmm. But, you gotta be the trade if you want to be bisexual, apparently or allegedly. But like, hell, look at Prince. No shade. Right. He, he was bisexual. Not confirmed. He said. I no. just don't be knowing anything. Allegedly. <laughs> he said no. I don't know why we all don't believe that. It's not because he was feminine, but I just think because he was such a big freak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And drugs is this it. Yeah, that. but friend, how was it for you? How did you become confident or um, comfortable enough with your sexuality to just own it at, in the tenth grade? Um, for me, it was literally just in that moment, like, cause leading up to it, you know, I feel, and this doesn't, I'm not saying this happens for everyone, but I mm-hmm. feel like when people first start to come out, they go like, oh no, I'm bi. That way they mm-hmm. still can like lean into the heteronormative society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, say, I like boys. I am not gay. I yeah. like boys also. Yeah. Like you have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. And then after like. Because everyone will always ask me in high school, and I do like to know, or like, mm-hmm. why does it matter? Like, avoid the question. And then, like, out of nowhere, and it was like completely unprompted, I just said yes and continued eating my food. And everyone else at the table sat in silence, and then nothing happened. Yeah. Like, I was able to finish my breakfast. We moved on, and then everyone else just moved on, yeah. moved on. Like, it wasn't a big topic of conversation. People knew about it. I was still who I was. And mm-hmm. then. So I don't really think, I don't really see it, at least for me, like being like confident or strong. It was, I was just being myself. Did you feel confident and strong? But okay, (laughs) I I thought it was going to be like dramatics and stuff when I came out. So as I was coming out and shit was not hitting the fan. That was was all the stories. I was afraid of getting kicked out. I was afraid of like being called F words. I was afraid of like my family being weird to me. It's because what we see on TV, you see people getting disowned, kicked out, thrown on the street. My dad tried to make me know that I I had a safe area, but I just couldn't believe Mm -hmm. it. I did not believe him. And I was, like, upset after the fact. Like, after I came out, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I really did that to myself? Did I really do that to myself? I felt like I tortured myself for all them years. Then I got mad at everybody else. I said, fuck Mm. all y'all for making me feel like Like I had to to be this. And I was was mean to some of my friends because I'm like, fuck everybody for making me feel like I had to be this. Everybody's going to be okay with it anyway. But you were the one who was standing in your own way. I know. I know. And then you just got to get out your way. And then so, like, when I came out, like... 
I just feel like that's when I it ain't like anybody was like just be gay. <laughs> right. But hello. But when I came they out, they were saying I, not be gay. Oh no, definitely. But like um. When I came out, I just felt like I was able to just own who I was for the very first time. Like, just be being me. And then I, as we have grown with age and now that the bitch is 30, I feel like I'm getting even more. I don't more. know what that looks like yet. Shut up, ho. But um, <laughs> I just feel like I'm just sinking more into my identity and who I am and how I express myself. And like I was saying earlier, like... Um, I repressed my femininity, like, you know, and that's why I think I was giving off butch mass trade or whatever, but I'm very much so give you um, pussy kind, like, you know, butch queen realness. It but feels like, so good to just be comfortable and it cozy. Just, and like, who you are. And I'm just like, and it's been... And people I, love it. People they love, love to see it. it. And hopefully it vibrates to them. Right. And it's just like, that's how people connect with you and get to know the real you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think we had a like a nice long conversation, y'all. Yeah, I love this. Did you want to expose anybody before we? Sorry, come on, expose the soul. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm anybody? still trying to live. Come on, cookie lady. No, we don't do that. That's the problem. But that's, I, that's one of the things. Like I think DL men can be dangerous because yeah. they. I'm like I I wouldn't do it just because I'm like no I don't trust y'all y'all mm-hmm. crazy y'all gonna be the ones falling in love right and I'm like I ain't got that to do like right no. or the ones trying to harm you that's what I'm afraid of it's just like because. Who child really scared, but like um, I just feel like because like they're not comfortable with themselves, like you know, it just it just makes it even more complicated, and then somehow their baggage become our baggage. Like we didn't ask for that. Like no, you handle that. And I think it comes to the point like when they see you continue to live happy and free with mm-hmm. someone else that isn't them. Yeah. Outside of like the four walls they created that you two can only get exist in. Yeah. Then that's when they lash out. They get mad. They cut you off. You're all of a sudden all kinds of F words mm-hmm. and slurs. It's like, were we not in the same room doing the same things to each other? Mm-hmm. Like, was I an F word then? Mm-hmm. Or is it only because I'm not doing it with you? That part. This guy told me he would slap me one time. I was like, <laughs> I'm not just going to okay. slap me. Slap me. I was like, okay, I'm not just going to let you fucking slap me. So that part. we will be yeah. fighting. And now that I know that you think you want to slap me, I'm going to have to hit you first. Man, like, I had a guy who would go from telling me that, like, hey, like, this is, I feel like it's really dope that we've connected, like, we really get each other, our names are in the Bible together, like, just all, <laughs> kinds of, all kinds of riddles, and then it would just flip, like, I don't know where it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, I'm still trying to find a woman to settle down with, you know, I'm not really into guys, and blah, 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 and I put up a whole brick-ass wall to that shit, because I'm just like, nigga, I don't believe none of that, you, what you are saying, I'm like, you are penis, thank you, like, so... Are you dropping off what you're dropping off, or can we go about our business? Because I ain't got that to do you. Oh, uh, there's a story I just thought about, but. Girl, we here now. Oh, uh, no, we said it was the end of the episode, right? That we had I mean, if you got one more yeah. for the road. No, it's, it's just about me. <laughs> it needs to be off the record. Yeah, it could be off the record. It could be off the record. Thank Girl. y'all so much for having me. How you gonna leave the people on a cliffhanger? Now they wanna so. know. Because you know, I'm Shamia. I've ha- I'm ha- with child now. You know, I gotta go home. I'm gonna take the season out. So we do this thing. We do um we, a segment we have called Grudge Drew Grudge Drew Judy. Judy. I was gonna say <laughs> Drudy. I'm screwed. Um, grudge Judy. Mm-hmm. Grudge Judy, and it's just like your gut grudge of the week, which you mm-hmm. wanna just throw out there, throw in the fire, let go. <sighs> You, do you have a grudge of the week? What's your grudge? I do, week? and it's against these fucking airlines. Oh, read them, girl. 
and it's it's Southwest. Southwest used to really be that girl. Two free check bags, the good snacks. Now they only give us like you know the little cheapy snack packs and like the same Walmart drinks. But they really pissed me off over this weekend because I was flying from um, California to New York, and it was supposed to be the same plane. Mm -hmm. It had like two stops, but that's fine. I was on the same plane. We get to Burbank, or no, we get to Denver, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you guys aren't staying on this plane anymore. And they didn't tell anybody. I only found out because I happened to overhear mm-hmm. um, one of the flight attendants talking to the other one. And then I asked them, it's like, wait, why? It's like, yeah, you guys are on gate C-66. Mm-hmm. And mind you, our plane was docked at C-21, and the Denver airport is massive. So I had to sprint a half mile to the other gate because we arrived at 4 p.m. And on the screen, it says departing at 4.05. So imagine all 16 of us who sprinting, down. like, out of breath. Mm-hmm. And then when we get there, to be like, oh, mm-hmm. it's actually leaving at 5.30. The way I wanted to cuss that man out as and, like, burn have. everything down. Even though it was not him. As you should have. It wasn't his. I know it was Southwest fault, but guess what? He, he had a Southwest badge on that day, and it. he was going to fucking get it. He especially take the to who he needs, who it belongs to. Take and give it who it belongs Especially because my flight, I had a 6 a.m. flight, mm-hmm. and none of us, they only fed us, like, you know, the little cheapy snacks and shit. Mm-hmm. So we were all hungry. Yeah. And the nearest food section was at C31. So we had to walk all the way 30 gates to get food and to like haul our ass all the way back. And at that point, it's like, just get me fucking here. Just get me home or get me to my destination. Because you know, that's how it was when I was coming home from California, remember? And I got stranded in Vegas because we had just missed our fucking flight. That was because you chose to fly Spirit. Okay, you should call me out, ho. Judy, what's your grudge of the Um, week? What's my grudge? Um, I just... How do I put this? So, Mm -hmm. My grudge is with people who... Don't... I don't know how to put it. So I don't want to say idiots or stupid or dumb. Imbeciles. Uh, but it's when I don't I don't I don't actually know I just lacking common sense I don't know come back to me you know I just I'm just uh, Judy well as you form your words I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all about a little situation okay here is my grudge of the week grudge of the month grudge of the last two months so I have a night job now or whatever you know just trying to make some extra money or whatever and so I clean classrooms for school nothing major nothing fancy so not hard work, as you can tell, because if you can pick up a broom and sweep and go in a back and forth motion, then you can do your job, right? Okay. So I have this man there, and I don't think if he's like, is trying to be big brother, you know, or think he's looking out for me, but it comes off as like bullying to me because he like speaks to me in a condescending tone. And I think he thinks just because he's older than me, he can talk how he want to talk to me. And I'm like, it ain't happening like that. And so we kind of just been in this back and forth beef or whatever. And so the beef all started with a chair, which is petty as hell, right? A fucking chair, because according to him, we had assigned seats. So when he sat in my seat and I sat in his seat, it became a problem. And so that's when we became enemies for this entire time that we've been working together. But y'all, I just finally cussed him the fuck out. 
And I'm just like, you know what? In this moment, I don't care what happens because you're going to stop coming at me crazy. And, like, I'm just like, we are here to mop floors and dust hallways. You will be all right. And when I told him don't say another motherfucking word to me, guess who has not said a word to me? That man. Period. Boy, y'all remember when bitches used to be really fighting if you sat in the back of the school bus and you knew that was their seat? Man, I saw somebody we'll get cussed you out. Literally got cussed out. They sure would. They give you a look first, like a confused, like, I know that. Bitch. Are you on my seat? My motherfucking Man. name on the seat. 24 and 25 were the best seats on the bus. I always liked the one that was in the very back of the bus and it was a single seat. Mm-hmm. People would still try to sit with you. I was like, nah. Yeah, they definitely would. Like, bitch bite. At Volney Rogers, I somehow always ended up in that seat, and everyone around me was, like, definitely, like, way cooler than I was. But that's how you get all the good teas in the back of the bus. Or, like, the real cool kid sat in the back. Yeah, like, the one who was just, like, too smooth for school, like, sat in that I, seat. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sit there. I sat close I to the bus. I like actually sitting in the front of the bus because I hated waiting get mm-hmm. off the bus. Yeah, I did enjoy sitting in the front of the bus. Like my like, I felt more comfortable in like the upper mid. Like the older I got, the, the closer I got to the bus driver. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not about to be back there with them kids. And I'm right, they're gonna be calling you out in the back anyways because they're gonna be looking at you through that little stupid mirror. I had a good relationship with my bus driver though mm-hmm. towards my senior year. He was real cool. Oh my goodness, we had a real cool bus driver too. And I remember um, one day we got out of school uh, early. We we got a friend or whatever. She was trying to fight this girl on the bus because the girl like had punked her like at the beginning of the day or whatever. So I, all day I spent spent uh excuse me I spent hyping my friend up like hey you gotta like get her back because she was talking Look all at that you stuff. Encouraging about violence. I know it was so it was so long ago. But anywho, that's still so you. when the bus driver came like because we ended up leaving school early and she dropped the girl off. My friend ran up on the bus, pulled the girl by her hair, <laughs> <laughs> and started beating her ass. And let me tell you, that bus driver sat and watched that entire fight <laughs> and then pulled off. <laughs> well, we said we was gonna wrap it up and start a new conversation. So, anything else? Oh, you well, your grudge. grudge. Um, I don't really know if I have a grudge of the week, but um, mm-hmm. do I have a grudge? I just don't like don't talking to people who are going to bring negativity into my like personal space. Like when a person is mad, I'm like, relax a little bit, like. Um, I don't like mm-hmm. dealing with people who don't want to deal with their problems. Like sometimes people have mm-hmm. issues they need to deal with, and I'm like, you can solve that. Like, you know, you oh, cannot yo. be as just because you're miserable doesn't mean yeah. we I need to have be to be miserable. miserable. Yeah, oh. I had to get off the phone with somebody today. I was like, uh, I'm gonna call you back. I didn't. <laughs> I, I did not call back. I did not call. I was back. like, I can't talk to you, and it's like just oh my gosh, like this <laughs> is. Physical. Let me get off this phone. And I felt I'm a like, lot better when I got girl, off the phone. Girl, is life that bad? And no, seriously, when they start shifting God your damn. energy, that's when you be like, yeah, no. I was getting mad. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed, especially yeah. because, like, talking to the person, it's like, you don't mm-hmm. like logic. That part right there. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was my grudge. I just can't. Uh, and I, I won't. I won't do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. But on that note, Judy, let's remind the people, people out there, I hope you enjoyed this message. And it is always. Oh, no, I wasn't oh, done. Girl, I was about to thank our guests for being here. But oh, like, I thank you. <laughs> right. thank we you do so have hospitality in this yes. house, I promise. Yes, but I was offered juice and pizza. And I was very well taken care of. Okay. Thank you, James, for your hospitality. And only food and beverages, right? Yes, only food and 
What are you insinuating? Okay, thank you. Oh my god, I am a Christian. Girl, you're taking it too far. But thank you, friend Marcus, for coming on this show. Our friend Marcus. Thank you, our friend Marcus. Right. Thank you, (laughs) my mutual friends. (laughs) Yes, we're all friends here now. And as your friend, remember, it is your duty Duty to to be be a good, good good Judy. Judy. (laughs) All right.